Another episode of The Bunt brought to you by the world's number one skateboarding shoe, and that's Vans, baby. And this week, we got big time news. Launching worldwide this Saturday, February 11th, Vans reveals the latest breakthrough in performance skate footwear to introduce the second signature pro model from Vans team rider, Gilbert Crockett. Unlike any other, the all-new Crockett Pro 2 is a union of craft and science upholding Vans' revolutionary waffle cup, bottom unit construction, improved fit, and fully fused Duracap upper reinforcements. I'm already looking forward to setting up a pair of the Gilbert Crockett Pros. One thing I've noticed in my skating and in the ghosts, as we get older... Our dusty asses are losing our pop at an alarming rate, so I can't wait to set up some Gilbert Crockett 2s and hopefully get some of it back. Damn, these van shoes have been taking your skate game to the next level, Donald. And with five more inches of pop, that Sodi trophy is good as yours. Y'all better believe this Friday night, I'm camping out from my local skate shop and I'm getting my hands on the first pair of Gilbert Crockett Pro 2s dropping this Saturday, y'all. Studio E, The Bunt with Saifa and Donovan. What's up, y'all? I mean, there's only one way to get into the Tom Brady episode, you know, and it's two words. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> That's what I like to hear, man. Five-time champ, it's going to be a good episode. I'm D. Jones. He's the ghost. And as always, Antoine spoke too soon and thought he won the game at halftime. Man, there's only one reason Atlanta didn't win. And that's because Migos wasn't on the halftime show. Hey! Raindrops. It's a cool thing. My dog, what's popping this week? We got the big homie in the building, Sasha Daly. You know what I'm saying? Vancouver's finest. Followed by some Super Bowl updates. God damn, that was an epic thing. Uh, rundown post office, the usual. You know what time it is. Let's get it. Yo, before we get into the interview, <laughs> you know, this shit might be getting annoying, but we got to do it. Make sure you like us on Facebook at The Bunt. Follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. And definitely keep sending them, them emails and audio notes to TheBuntLive at gmail.com. Definitely make sure you hit us up on iTunes. Subscribe to the pod. Leave your boys a little five-star rating of sin. And you know what I'm saying? Maybe a little review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had to get the big homie Sasha on the pod. Met him 10 years ago in Calgary at the last Slime City Jam. Been a fan ever since. Your boy skates like he's a fucking feline fucking... I don't know. He's like a, a large cat pray, preying on spots. He's got this dope steez. I don't know. I don't think that makes sense to anyone listening. I've just always thought of him as like a jaguar, panther kind of nigi. Like he stalks his spots and he pounces. You know what I'm saying? Rides away with like a boss. Very majestic. Man, anytime we got Canadians putting on in the scene, we definitely putting respect on their name. Sasha Daly, riding for Supra, Independent, Bones, Shake Junt, Nixon. This guy's got a pro board for Element Skateboards. And if he's a man of his word, you know, we gonna have one up on the wall in Studio E in no time. Make sure y'all go grab his board for real. Let's get into the interview.
some mad ting in Studio E this week. We got Sasha Daly in the building. What's poppin', dog? What up, fellas? How's it going? Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> All right, first question, always the same. Your favorite skateboard moment and your favorite sports moment? Favorite skate moment. When I was like 16, my mom took me to Barcelona. She took me she she took me to Europe for a month. She took me out of school for a month and uh she was like, I want to take you on a trip. Where do you want to go? You can go anywhere you want. And I was like, I want to go to Europe. I want to go to Barcelona and skate. She's like, all right, we're going to go to Barcelona and skate, but we have to go and check out like all these like art museums and do all that type of stuff for like the first couple of weeks, for like two weeks. So we went to like Italy and we went to um, Paris and we went to like just around in Italy, went to like Venice and Florence and this other like small little town. No, and for the last two weeks we went to Barcelona, and when I was in Barcelona, the whole Akai team was there at the time. They were probably filming for I don't know if it was Beware the Flare or like what it was, but it was one of those older Akai videos, and it was so sick to see all of them out there. Like one night, me and my mom were walking to go to eat dinner, and we like walked past like all of them, like walked around the corner, and it was like a Tiba, and Ty, and like Carol, and like fucking everybody, just like in this huge posse and they're just coming back from dinner. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like so hyped. That was one of my, that's like one of my first like legendary moments where I was just like so hyped. Dude, I get to do that little trip with my mom. It was epic. When I came back, I couldn't, the school like wouldn't let, let me go back into school. So I had to do uh, homeschool for the rest of grade 11. What? Damn. And then for sports moment, I'm not a huge like sports dude, but uh, like I appreciate, uh, I appreciate it all. But I was in Vancouver when the Olympics gold medal, yeah, for the Olympics. I was here for that and like ran downtown and got a bunch of beers, like skated downtown and just watched the city go crazy. That was fucking pretty. That was pretty epic. That was huge, man. Sid the kid, overtime goal. You came up in BC. Where'd you grow up, and how'd you uh, initially get into skating back in the day? I first got into skating uh, from my older brother. He had like a skateboard, and he kind of skated around a little bit. But one time he had like a birthday party and he had like whatever, all his homies came over at the time and they were watching all these different movies and they watched this movie called uh, Gleaming the Cube with like Christian Slater, classic like 80s skate movie. And uh, I like stayed up late and like watched it and it's just like, it's real, it's kind of like a super cheesy movie, but there's some skating in it and Back then, just seeing it, I was like, damn, skating is the shit. And then whatever, it was like my brother had a board. And so I started messing around with it. And then uh, my brother got over it and got rid of the board. And I was kind of without a board for a while. And my dad made me like my first board. And it was like like made out of like, like plywood, basically, with like dresser wheels on it. It was so ghetto. It was like not a skateboard. And then uh, whatever, I would try to use that. And then... My brother later on found like a board in the garbage can at his high school and brought it home and gave it to me. And then I got my board, that board, and that was like my first real board. It was like venture trucks, like some old shitty wheels. Board was like chipped to shit, no nose or tail. But I skated that for a while. Yeah, basically through my brother and watching that random 80s movie. So Ryan Smith was your guy when you were a young buck coming up. How did you guys connect and uh, what was it like being under... One of the best skaters in Canada's wings. We connected super randomly. Um, I was skating with Jeremy Pettit, who 
obviously you guys know he did North and Port Moody Blues and he edited the RDS video, FSU video. And uh, I was skating with him a lot when I first came out here from the island and he skated with Smith. And so I just randomly was out here on the weekend, like away from Vancouver Island when I was probably in like grade 11 or something like that. And I got to go out and skate with Smith and had like a good day, you know, like I think I got like a gnarly little line and uh, whatever. It was just kind of like a memorable little sesh with him, like a good day. And then whatever, I didn't end up seeing him again until like later on I got on DC Canada and we did like a trip where we went out to New York for four days, like me and Will Marshall and Sean Hayes. We met up with like the whole US DC team, skated with them. And Smith was out there and he was just like, yo, what's up? Like remembered me and was like, yeah, if you ever want to come out to California, you can come stay at my house whenever you want. And I think I stayed, I went, I was like, all right, hell yeah, for sure. I'm going to come do that. And I uh, went home and like saved money. And I went out there like the next month and stayed with him for a month and like skated with like Mike Blayback and Ryan Gallant and Devin Calloway and Sean Malto. It was fucking sick. Do you still talk to Ryan? Uh, I haven't talked to Ryan in a long time. Um, it's been probably like four years or something like that. I don't know what he's up to. I last I heard he's back in Canada and he lives in, uh, in Rutland, Kelowna. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what he's up to anymore. I heard he's doing all right though. God damn. Just disappeared. eh? Yeah. He kind of fell off the map, but, uh, yeah, wherever he is, I hope he's doing good. He definitely, like, whatever I am, owe him one for sure. He let me stay. Like, from then, I, like, from that point on, I started staying with him so much. I, like, went home for a month and then went back out there for, like, three months and just, or, like, maybe even four months, stayed with him. And then I stayed, I went home for a little while, went and then came back, stayed with him for a little bit longer. And then he got in his motorcycle accident. And, like, I remember, remember, like, talking to him about some shit, like, you know, I was like, yeah, man, like, thanks for letting me stay at your house so much last year or whatever. Like, you know, I really appreciate that. And he was like, barely remembered all the time that I had spent with him at his house. He's like, what, dude? Like, I bre-, like, he's like, what? Yeah, sure. He's like, I barely even remember that, like, eight months or whatever, like, 12 months before that accident. And I had stayed at his house so much. Like, Holy he fuck. hooked me up, dude. That's crazy. Just gave me a place to stay and, like, whatever, took me around to skate. That's insane. Yeah, he had some memory loss, dude. He was, I think he was, like, in a coma for a hot sec after that. That uh, motorcycle accident was brutal. That's a bummer. So you got a Thrasher cover last year. That's a win for Canada. Cheers. But how sick was it for you individually getting a Thrasher cover? The Bible, baby. Oh, man, it was so sick. It was, like, the most, like unreal moment ever you know i didn't think i was i thought it was fake like i was just like nah, this is nah like someone's playing like a trick on me you know it took me like a good five minutes for it to set in and then i was just like all right breathe i was like damn this is sick i was pumped but it was so random i was like on a camping trip basically for my homies like hammock company I was staying, living in la at the time and i went back to canada to go on a camping trip where we just like we're gonna go around these like sick islands with my homie's hammocks that like basically he owns his hammock company and 
he has like a team. It's basically just me and Spenny. <laughs> and of course. And, it, and uh, he, we've done a few trips and like whatever. All we have to do is like kick it in some hammocks and like smoke some trees. And he takes photos and whatever they use them for their like lookbook for their hammocks and my homie's company is like growing it's it's turning out to be something sick but the trips are like so chill so i was like really like not thinking about skating i was like on this island and i like we went into town and i finally got some like uh some wi-fi and i was talking to my girlfriend at the time and she sent me uh a photo that someone tagged me in on instagram or whatever and i just looked at it and it was like She's like, is this you? And I, I saw the photo. I was like, damn. I was like, that is that photo. I, I'm pretty sure. I hadn't actually seen the photo from that trip. The only time I saw it was that day on the back of that dude's camera, the homie Jeremy Adams. And I was like, damn, that looks cool. But it was like for a split second. And then whatever, that came out. Like that photo came out like a year after that. Holy fuck. Damn. Yeah. That's like whatever. That's how it is. Sometimes shit just gets sad on. But yeah, it was a trip, man. Life, uh, life hammer, or whatever you know. I feel like that never happens just with like social media and stuff now. Like everyone already sees the cover before it's out, and everyone already knows way before that it's a cover. It seems like such a crazy circumstance that you actually had no idea, and it was a year later. Yeah, it was. It was such a shocker. Like she showed me, she sent me a thing, and I was just like, "What?" And I w- looked on my Instagram, and I was like, "Congrats!" Like blah blah. blah. I was like, "What the fuck?" I don't think there was the Zoom yet on Instagram, but I was trying to, like, see if it was, like... I, I thought it was Photoshopped, you know? Yeah. I was like, holy oh, shit. And then, like, it set in, and I was just sitting there at, at the uh, dinner table with everyone, and I was just like, yo, I was like, I think... I'm pretty sure I just got the cover thrasher. Spenny's <laughs> like, dude, no way. Spenny's like, no way, that's fucked. I was like, yeah, this is... What a trip. I was going to ask you about your uh, Pink Floyd pajama pants you were wearing... But I guess now that I know you're on a little uh, hammock trip, you were just jamming. <laughs> no, that no, I was on the hammock trip at the time when I found out about the cover. But I was wearing those pants at the time, which was actually on a super trip, and we were in Louisville, Kentucky. And I was like, we were skating lots and like super hard, and I was broke off and I wasn't skating that day and I was wearing the pajama pants because I was just like I'm lounge I'm lounging like I'm purposely wearing these all day to like like be like I'm not skating you know yeah and uh we're in the back whatever at this spot with this whole crew and they all were like yeah it's a ditch spot and we were chilling I was taking a day off I had the sweats on the uh the pink floyds out I was not doing anything I was in like my lounge gear and uh, we were sitting in the van while everyone was at this supposed ditch spot. And we were talking about, like, ordering a pizza to the van and, like, <laughs> whatever. We were, we were so over it. Like, uh, like, let's just go back to the hotel, blah, blah, And eventually, like, they were down there for so long. We are like, fuck it. Like, we should just go check it out. Like, let's just grab a couple beers and walk down there. And we go around, and it's, like, this huge crazy like old dam or a dam or something like a some weird dam with like some tight little quarter pipe style tranny at the bottom and some bank and um when we we had like showed up late obviously and some kid had just like that was there i think he wrote to the shop or whatever he had just ollied into it and that was like the first person ever to like ollie off that thing into it and, and like I saw I saw the footage and I was like, damn, that was fucking sick. And 
whatever like the spot was really fun to skate so we were just kind of like i was like skating around in my pajamas like and uh whatever it just ended up going up there and i don't know i i think i just was like looking at it and i was like dude i bet i could kickflip off this thing and just chucked a couple and then uh i think i did it like fifth or sixth try and uh yeah it happened really quick and i didn't think that much of it i was like felt bad for the kid <laughs> and I just all just ollied into it because everyone was super hyped and then yeah. that happened i was like ah fuck but I was just like, it was happening real loose. I was like, whatever. <laughs> you had to take out the hometown hero, eh? On his day off, nonetheless. Yeah, dude, that kid was that kid was sick, though. I think he kind of did it better than me. He kind of like ollied into it kind of farther down. I landed kind of close to the top, but that was like my tactic. I was like, this thing is, it was sketchy. The first couple of times I kick flipped like too far and like, almost went to flat like i was like dude i'm gonna break my ankles if i go too fast and there was like a lip on the bottom kind of ridge you couldn't really drop in on it like it took me a sec to drop in on it like a couple times because i was like damn this thing is sketchy but yeah whatever that worked out and whatever that photo got sat on for a year before it got used fuck yeah thrasher cover for canada baby let's keep them coming <laughs> you're next yo You rode for Black Box for a long time. Any wild stories from skating and traveling with that gnarly squad? Just a lot of gnarly skating, really, and a lot of bad hotels. I had some bed bugs and on one trip. That was pretty bad. We'd stay in some really ruthless hotels on those Black Box trips. I was amazed. I was like, this is it. This is the big leagues. Like, this is what <laughs> trips are going to be like. I was like, this is fucked. And, like, like, D.C. Canada trips were, like, lush, dude. Like... Compared to like a black box trip, I was like, all right, DC Canada is like killing it way harder than there. They, Jamie was just like, Jamie is like a true, such a true skater, you know? He's like, I'm not having these guys in like nice ass hotels. Are you kidding me? Everyone's just gonna like pile out and like do whatever, you know? And so like, we would never stay at nice ass spots. It was always brutal. I guess that's pretty funny. The only time they were good were one, one time when Center like co sponsored our like Canada summer trip they're lush that year because it's basically like co- it was like co-sponsored by like RDS you know damn Jamie runs a tight ship eh yeah for sure he's the he's the shit but he's definitely like uh, he's good with his money like that he does not trying to like put people up in like four three star two star <laughs> he's trying to put people up in the one star <laughs> sometimes you're like this fucking sucks dude he's like People are like sleeping on floor, sleeping on floors that are like killing it, skating like all the demos, slaying it. You're like, this dude's sleeping on, has no mattress. Like he's like sleeping with a sheet on some like sketchy like carpet. Like Jesus, dude, what the fuck? It, it, you like kind of felt like you know you felt bad. The big leagues, baby. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Speaking of Jamie Thomas, there's uh, plenty of rumors out there that he's a uh, super intense to ride for and very demanding. What was it like riding for Jamie Thomas for so long? Nah, dude, not really. Not for me. I I got lucky. Like I I heard rumors like that he would like write trick lists for people and like I heard shit like but I never experienced any of it firsthand. He was always like, you know, pretty cool. The only thing that I thought was like true that people would like call him out for was like, you know, he would always want to like 
do what he wanted to do on trips obviously it's like he's running the show but he would want to like go check spots out or skate late or like you know do this or that and people would be like dude we're so tired we just drove like eight hours and like we don't have our hotel yet and like no one wants to skate street but jamie wants to like go on this huge like street skating mission you know and people would be like fuck this shit dude like you know jamie jamie show you know like whatever shit like that but I think whatever. I think he's gotten a lot mellower even in his like older age, I'm sure. I stayed at his park for so long, so many times, and you're like, all right, you want, if he comes in, you want to be like kind of doing all right in the park, not looking like you suck out there. Yeah, that skate park was pretty epic, man. Could have been the barracks. What a treat, dude. That was, that was one of the most like blessed things ever that I got to experience was like living in black box living at black box for like four or five months at a time I lived there so many years consecutively and it was the shit like I had we would we had this huge park to ourselves and there was like a pool table and vending machines that would get restocked and then there was like you know for me it was all I needed back then like a microwave a toaster oven and like a fridge and then like a shitty shower and a you know a toilet and, and like everyone just had these key cards boom boom open it up there's a pool table there walk down the halls there's two rooms one for like flow trash one for the dudes like on the team like nicer room your whole <laughs> little setup and that park boom walk in there put in your iphone like skate till four in the morning drink we'd party there people would bring their pellet guns in there and shoot shit free for all in that place eh yeah, it was fucked. It was like, seriously, we had some really damn good times there. We turned up in there. We like just skated our asses off. And then it made it really easy. Like I learned a lot of tricks. Like I learned full cab front boards on this like little like seven stair rail there. And then I just went and learned it on the double set rail there. And then I called Mike Gilbert um, at the time when I was staying there. I was like, yo, I want to go do this on this on that Brooklyn rail. Um, downtown San Diego and so we just like went there and then I got it I just like learned it that morning and then whatever just like progressed with it I was like dude I got this chick I'm like I'll fucking go do this on the trail and I got there and it was way harder and it got smoked but I ended up getting it but uh, yeah that was really cool just to be able to do that shit was unreal skate park for breakfast yeah dude we had it really good man we were like definitely spoiled like that was a glory time Black Box was just doing really good for like quite a while there and Jamie was definitely like hooked it up with that park and having it all set up for people to come in there. It was really cool that he did that. It got gnarly near the end. Like the place was thrashed because there's just years of like kids living in those rooms, <laughs> dude. Even the nice room got bad near the end, but the one flow trash room was like, it was bad, dude. It was so bad. My last year staying there, I had finally like earned a place in like the chill room where like Ben Gilly stayed and he like worked there and James Hardy would stay and it was like these dudes were like chill like he was like Ben Gillies living there full time that was like his spot he had like his dog in there like it was like really set up his like corner of the room was like serious like station and whatever James would come and stay in there so like I had to be on like my best behavior that's when I was filming that part my like mystery part or whatever welcome to the part damn yo rooming with James Hardy Shouts to James Hardy, one of the gnarliest, dopest skaters. Huge fan. Don't forget Ben Gilly. True. Yeah, it was cool. In the beginning, he didn't really like me, but then, like, whatever. I stayed in that room, and I kind of, like, I drank a lot one night, and I kind of, like, 
made the room smell like beer in the morning and he like kind of got bummed on me and then after that i would like kept it super mellow and whatever he he ended we ended up like becoming cool but i remember he was kind of bummed on me at that time so you shook it up quite a bit with your sponsorships recently switching to uh super shoes and element skateboards what was behind making the move and the changes from dc and mystery all right well first of all dc canada like acts their entire Canadian team pretty much down to like Morgan Smith, Bobby DeKaiser and Charles Deschamps and everyone else just got dropped. From there, I didn't have a shoe sponsor for quite a while and I was just kind of floating around. I got like some shoes from America from like Time Bomb and then like some Vans packages, like a couple, like a couple from Canada and a couple from the States and that didn't really like go anywhere. And then I was on like a bones wheels trip, was skating a contest and I saw like my homie Steve Clare there who I'd like met years ago but hadn't seen in a long ass time. I knew he worked for Supra. I saw him at this contest and we were like leaving after the contest was over and we're about to like drive home back to like California and I was like, oh shit, like hold on one sec, let me like run out there and talk to this dude real quick, like Jared, the team manager. And I just ripped out and uh, I ran up to this dude and was like, yo man, like I don't have any shoes right now. Like I know like you work for Supra and I don't know, I'm just trying to get shoes. So maybe if like, I don't know if you can hook a brother up, that'd be tight. Shameless approach like the ghost. I like it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was sick. <laughs> and he ended up, uh, he ended up talking to like Dennis Martin, the team manager there, and he was like there at the contest the whole time. And I was like, I was skating all right at the contest. And uh, he ended up calling me like out of the blue, like three weeks later after that contest and was like, yo, what are you doing? You should come up here and stay up in Hollywood. We have like an apartment up here uh, for Supra. And I, I don't know, like you should come up and like meet everyone and just kind of skate and there's some events and be cool you can come check it out i was like yeah that sounds fucking super sick i was like in san diego at the time like no shoe sponsor i was just like mystery wasn't doing that good i was like yeah i need like an opportunity right now you know anything would be cool and i just was burnt, getting really burnt out on living in uh like north county san diego area it was really like i was just over it you know like mystery wasn't doing that good anymore you know, D.C. was done and D.C. used to be out of like Carlsbad area. So like it just the home vibe there was like dying really quickly. And uh, I ended up going out and staying at the Super House and I stayed out there for like two weeks. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to stay for a little longer. I didn't end up going back down to like San Diego for four months. I stayed up in L.A. for four months straight and just like lived out of my suitcase. And then I ended up going on like my first super trip ever ever with all those dudes, which is actually when I got that, shot that kickflip. Um, and that all sparked from like being on the sponge trip and going to this contest and skating in front of these dudes. And then whatever, randomly asking that homie last minute for kicks, shout out Steve Clare and Dennis Martin. The next time I went back down to San Diego was to move out of my spot and move up to LA and I moved into the super apartment and I lived there for like a year and a half straight. You just gave me mad hope, dog. Dreams really can come true if you just shamelessly ask for shit. 
Yeah, well, I was just like, I knew this homie Steve. He was a G. He's like a good, he's a good friend of mine. I'm going to call Spanish Mike. I was going to just ask him for a couple boards, you know, floating, but I'm going to just ask if I can be pro for primitive. Dreams really do come true these days. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. You just got to do squeaky wheel. Squeaky wheel does get the grease. Like people uh, don't ask enough. And if you're just like, you know, if you do it the right way, I mean, I was like really um, definitely like, yo, man, I would just really like some shoes, you know? And he was just like, yeah, I got that. And then whatever. I, I didn't think anything was going to come of it. Three weeks went by after that contest and randomly Spenny hit me up and was like, yo, uh, Dirty Clips is looking for your like information. He was like talking about giving you shoes. It all worked out. And the ne next thing you know, like two days later, I went up on the train to LA and never came back. So you're off all timers now? You're, you're going for primitive skateboards? That's the move? I mean, yeah, my phone ain't been ringing up here in Canada. Might as well aim for the sky, baby. You've been swinging for all-timers since season one, bro. Don't <laughs> give up, man. They're expanding their team. They got a pro on there now. They need you, man. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> dreams dreams can come true even late in life. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're pro for Element. How did it feel uh, to shed that Manam status, baby? <laughs> I guess I felt good. At, I don't know, man. It's it's sweet. I didn't think it was really ever gonna happen. I was kind of like, oh, you know, like however far I make it is pretty sick, you know, like whatever. Shouldn't be like greedy and expect so much from like something so simple, you know, like oh, you know, I'm gonna get this and get that, and this is all gonna work out. I was always like, if I can make it this far, dude, that'd be fucking sick. And then like I would make it a little bit farther. And I'd be like, this is cool. And then, like, you know, you kind of start slowly, like, set your bar a little higher and slowly make it down a little farther. And next thing you know, you're like, damn, this is kind of getting serious now. And, like, you know, once that happened, I was like, damn, this is sick. Like, it's actually going to happen. That's crazy. I don't know. Then it's definitely, like, a trip to me. I don't, most of the time, like, you know, nothing's really changed. I'm, like, harder, probably a little more harder on myself maybe sometimes, like, or just kind of, like, helps with, like, motivation. Like, no, you know, you should maybe, like, just go for it because you got that. Even though it's not, like, a super big deal. It's just, like, a Canada board. It's Element Canada board, but it makes you feel like, like, all right, I should live up, try to live up to that as much as I can. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird, man. It's definitely weird, you know? There's a lot of really good kids out there who, like, deserve to be, like pro and have boards, you know, I'm definitely really lucky to that, you know, Cole was like, saw something in me and was just like, I want to do all this shit for you. I was like, damn, all right. And then I got to know Cole like even more over the next like year and a half, two years and made a lot of shit happen for me. It's really cool. Proud of you up here, dog. It's a big time accomplishment. Yeah, I'm stoked for sure. It's a, it's a trip. It's cool. Can you take us behind the scenes on the day you ollied that quintuple set, kickflip the big five and backside flip the triple set? That was fucking savage in your welcome to mystery part. Yeah, basically that day, I think I was just trying to get tricks for that mystery part. And I went there to backside flip the five flat, five flat uh, triple set. And I like backside flipped it and Kalis was there and Mike Blayback was there shooting photos. Mike Gilbert from Mystery and uh, 
this other filmer from Mystery at the time, Ian Gilbert, and uh, whatever. After I got the backside flip, um, that school was kind of like new at the time, and they're like, oh, there's a five block like right down the way, and I was like, oh no way, like fuck yeah, like let's take, a, might as well take a look at it, like while we're here, and like I looked at it, and I was just kind of like, you know, I could probably kick flip this thing, and. Uh, but I thought it was like kind of dumb. I was like, you know, whatever. It's kind of like stale. It's just like a kickflip down a big block of stairs. But I was like, whatever. I need. I might as well just kickflip it while I'm here. No one's done shit on it, you know. Yeah. And uh, so whatever. I think Kalis was like, then kickflip it, you know, if you can. And I was like, all right, you know, I will. And I was like, you know, I think I did it in like three tries or something. Got the kickflip. And then as we're leaving, Kalis was like fuck that's a huge like set right there it's like literally right beside the five set like didn't even look at it though because it's so like insanely big thing is, is nuts but as we we're leaving he was just like oh like you know why don't you ollie this thing too while you're at it and i was like i was like yeah i could probably do that you know i thought i could for sure like i had no i didn't hesitate on it i was like yeah i could do that looking back at it now like if i went there now i probably would be like what the fuck was i thinking like i think i was just like turned off like adrenaline from the like two things yeah. i was like you know i was like Shh, the fuck ollie this thing i'm skating black box park all the time i was like skating 11 stair like every night jesus you know i was just like a young buck and uh whatever i tried to ollie it and the first one i committed to i like firecrackered on the last three stairs and like almost rolled away and kind of like fell off and didn't really get hurt and then I think I stuck on like two more, just kind of packed, and then I rolled away from like the fourth one, and that was all in like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and um, it was all because Kalis was just like, "What?" I was kind of like, you know, I could probably kickflip that thing. He's like, "Why don't you kickflip it?" I was like, "All right, yeah, I'll do that." And he's like, "Why don't you all eat it?" I was like, "Sure, yeah, why not?" And then I'd, it actually worked out. I was like, "Damn, I just got two bonus clips on top of getting this other one." That was kind of one of those days where you're just like, sick, that was cool. Like, And then all those photos ended up being, helping me out, ended up being used for kind of things that were good at that time. One of them was a cover, one of them was an ad, one of them was for an interview. SBC cover, man, that was dope, the backside flip. For the listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about with those tricks, make sure you go watch Sasha's Welcome to Mystery part from way back. Three bangers, one session near the end of his part. Mad thing. What we call that up here in Canada? A hat trick, baby. <laughs> you went through the frustrating and time-consuming process of getting your visa, but now you're back living in Van. What's up with jumping back and forth between Cali, Van City, and even sometimes chasing them big old women down in San Antonio? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. I had a work visa through Mystery, and then it, like, ran out. And when I got on Element, they had agreed to like help me out with this visa. And when like mine ran out, they were just gonna like renew it with them. And I ended up getting like a crooked visa lawyer who took my money and kind of like led me on for quite a few months, like two and a half months that, you know, everything was going along and I'd have my visa soon. And meanwhile, I, I think like I was staying in the States illegally thinking my visa, he was tell, telling me my visa was like in processing, but it wasn't. And if it was, then it was fine that I was there. You know, I was like, I was gonna get this visa, everything was cool, but like it wasn't happening. Nothing was happening with it. He was just fronting and was, 
gonna like wait for me to basically have to leave and then just kind of like keep me hanging that's apparently like a, a really common thing with the um, immigration lawyers is they'll they'll scam people and a lot of people don't can't do shit about it once they like give them the money for a visa and they're like in another country they're just hoping this visa lawyer is going to help them get their visa so they can be in the states you know they're just hoping this dude's going to help them out and trusting them but yeah, I got a bad crooked visa lawyer the second time around and it kind of just, that's why I was in Vancouver so much uh, last year in the spring is I was, I had to leave the States, you know, I was like, all right, this, once I figured it out, this dude was crooked. I like came back here. Anyways, I went through, you know, long story short, I ended up like getting the money back. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, like really helped me out and she like figured a lot of this stuff out she like googled them one day and like we just figured out like there's like a yelp review this dude had started a yelp review account like on purpose just strictly for the like sole purpose was just to write this one review on this guy because he was such like a bad visa lawyer and his story was like identical to, to mine like how this dude like took his money like let him on kept saying he needed this and this which was like i just the same shit he had done to me for like so long and uh anyways i get my money back and then i started going through a new visa lawyer and then um i don't know man i just you know it started to become such a headache and it was causing me a lot of stress like having to like live in the states and kind of like couch surfing when I was in Canada while all of this was going on and I kind of started to like really have a good time in Vancouver and miss being home and just thought like you know I might as well just like move back like all this hassle to get a visa you got to pay all this money and you got to pay double the taxes on the money you make down there you got to pay for health insurance it's like it's kind of a bitch so yeah I just decided I was kind of over it and Element's been really supportive they don't really they don't care you know they're like you ride for Element Canada, you should kind of be in Canada holding it down out there, you know? Like, they were hyped on me being down there and they're hyped on me being up here. So no one really cares. I can go down to LA and you can kind of like, I feel like you can be anywhere you want at this point with the internet and just trips as long as you're productive and, and kind of have like a squad. You go out with wherever you live, try to go street skating as much as you can when you're not on trips. What's the word on San Antonio though? Is it true what Charles Barkley says? It's uh, full of big old women down there in San Antonio? I didn't see that. I don't know. I didn't see any women, dude. But yeah, there's probably some big women up down there for sure. <laughs> so what's next for Sasha Daly, man? What are you going to cab next? What are you going to backside flip next? What's next on the ice gap, man? What's next? What are you going to front board next, man? You got so many signature moves these days. Black ice is done. It's capped. No, not black ice. He's talking yeah. about... The, the ice gap. The man. ice gap. Everyone was trying to get a thrasher bump on Instagram. Oh, yo. shit. Oh, shit. The ice gap. Oh, that's melted. So that's over now. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious, dude. Oh, my God. Some dude, nice bails on Ian's, that one. Ian's bail and, and uh, Boo Boo's attempts. That was so good, man. It's great to have Mitch out here, dude. We really like having him out here. Yeah. Earlier you said... Um, they cut the whole DC Canada team except for a few people. Well, you forgot Mitch is still hanging on for dear life. <laughs> he made the cut? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's true. He is hanging on. I know I used to really give him shit in the beginning, and then I just started to realize, like, after I 
like I didn't have a shoe sponsor for a while after that happened and I was like damn maybe that was kind of a smart idea at least he's getting shoes so <laughs> I was like maybe I was like maybe I should have you know cause like they were like well we'll still give you guys shoes I was, I was like no I don't want your free shoes like I don't I need like I need to get paid dude you know whatever and he's he kept on riding for DC I was like damn <laughs> later on I was like I need shoes like I only got a few boxes here and there from people it wasn't working out it worked out for the best yeah he's lingering <laughs> Yeah, that was still, so funny. He's still lingering. You gotta do what you gotta do, though, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yo, yo. I got hella energy. I just ate all these starbursts, yo. <laughs> It's time for rapid fire, baby. Sasha, you ready to pop? <laughs> Let's break out the machine gun, Larry. All right, let's get it. Favorite skater? Reynolds, uh, Wes Kramer, Ashad, Arto. Favorite video? Probably Sorry. Favorite video part? Danny Renaud, Mosaic. Favorite style? I'll go with uh, Wes Kramer. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? West Kramer. Favorite trick? Kick up for sure, hands down. Hardest trick for you? Uh, hard flip. And also frontside flips are really hard for me. I don't know why. That's weird because you got you got an amazing frontside half cab flip, dog. What's, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't really... I've thought about that before. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I can frontside half cab flip. Like, that's easy for me. But... So, like, the equivalent should be a frontside flip, just going the other way, obviously, you know, going forward. But <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. But, yeah, hard flip and frontside flips. You're tripping, Deggy. Most illegal trick. I don't know. I really don't like watching all those, like, crazy kids. When they, like, do overdo, like, the no complies and the body barrels and, like, when <laughs> they go, like, overboard with it, like, that shit really bugs me. I don't know, like. In a couple of years, I might convert to the no complies just to try and extend my career. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it all depends on how you do it. Like Spenny does some no comply shit, but he does like he picks the right ones. He does backside 360 no uh, no complies like a G over picking tables. Like he does them and makes them look good. And he doesn't do it out of every fucking thing. Like and do like every body rail out of everything. He still skates like a man. yeah i don't know all that shit just looks i'm like you're making skating look like a fucking clown show like make it look like fucking like it what it is dude it's some raw shit keep it raw dude favorite clip you've ever gotten i guess uh i don't know maybe that that kickflip for the thrasher cover was a pretty like epic moment being on that super trip gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed I went street skating one day to this, like, I think it's an 18th stair in San Diego that everyone skates. And uh, Tommy Guns did blind slide fakie. Oh, I remember that clip. It was savage. He got beat the fuck up. Like, he slammed, like, three or four times where he, like, sacked and, like, he hit his chin on the ground. Like, they were, like, ruthless slams, dude. I was like, holy shit, this is savage. Like, this guy's going in. And then... He ended up doing it, and then he went and picked his daughter up from, like, her first day of uh, kindergarten. He's like, I gotta go. He's like, I gotta go, like, right now. And at one point, too, when he sacked, he, like, ran up the stairs and just, like, 
fully pulled down his like fucking his pants and just, just like looking at his balls in like broad daylight like right, we're like right out of school it's like damn dude this is fucked up <laughs> Holy like he thought he like tore, he thought he tore his nutsack like and he like he slammed i don't know like two or three times super bad and then like he was like yeah i'm done and like we chilled for like 10 minutes and we were like walking to like leave and then uh lanny was like he's like yeah but you know you got an extra though and then tommy was just like it just like lit a fire and Tommy's like, oh, all right. Everyone like went all the way back down. Like everyone had, was fully like packed up. And then like the homie like busted the camera, like everything. And then he started battling it again. And then he got it like a couple of tries. Fuck. That's Jesus. insane. Damn. What'd you do? You 50 death thing like way, way back, didn't you? Yeah. I front board fakey did that day. Oh, yeah. But uh, was that accidental fakey? No. Oh, yeah, it was. I was just trying to do a regular front board, but I slowly like started to turn fakey and then I just went to fakey. Yeah, that might happen on an 18. <laughs> <laughs> Landing juice of choice. Now, these days, coconut. I have a coconut opener, but if if like I, I was on a trip and I could open it, a coconut, because that's the best, like straight from the coconut. Um, Worst bunt of your career? I never bunt. <laughs> Queen. what's the one trick that got away uh i tried to fakey flip hollywood 16 like a year ago that was probably one that got away oh also that 50 50 for my hollow meat that one has gotten away from Oof. me like a few times i tried to grind that king grail that i like died on got knocked out on i tried to grind that like twice before that who's your guilty pleasure skater jaws yeah, I don't know. I just watched his, like, Criddler on the Roof Part 2, which was, like, retarded. Like, I don't know. I've only watched it a couple times. But, like, yeah, that type of shit, I usually, I don't promote that type of hucking to that level. But <laughs> when he does it, it's just, like, you know, you can't help but be, like, getting juiced. You're just, like, holy fuck. Favorite local brand? Layback, number one. Number one, baby. That's my that's my dog. Yeah, well, uh, speaking of layback, can your boy get a little box <laughs> popping? Because, hey, I'm lazy as shit. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll send you, we'll probably, we could probably work on sending you guys like a bunch of hammocks, you know? <laughs> yeah, a couple hammocks over here. We're, we're not going to get anything done. No, I'm sending you guys a fob box, man. I'll send you guys a fob box. You know how to take care of the boys in Studio EB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couple hammocks, couple Sasha boards, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's all good. Yep, we'll, we'll get that all FedEx right over to you guys right away. <laughs> Love it. Yes, you heard yeah. that, listeners. I'm going to hold him to it. He thinks he can just claim yeah. like Beeble. But, yo, he's going to get exposed uh, if, if I don't got that tracking number in two, within a week. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a calendar watch up on Instagram waiting on the Sasha box. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, don't hold your breath. Hold <laughs> <laughs> out of the FedEx Express. Favorite local skater? My dog, Spencer Hamilton. Favorite teammate ever? Spencer Hamilton, boom, number one. Worst company? Whoever makes skate stoppers, that company sucks. <laughs> Worst trend? <laughs> excessive no comply and excessive overuse of body barrel. Worst style? Mitch. Oh. Brett. Oh. <laughs> God Last person you want on the sesh? Mickey Papa. Oh! <laughs> he saved that one. Turn up. Safer loves that one. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks for ending that one with a bang. Yeah. 
Sasha, homie, so good to have you on the show. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, boys. Be waiting for that hammock real soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those. A hammock's coming, but it, it might take a little bit because he's kind of like an Irie dude, you know? He's on the island. He's living that laid-back lifestyle, so he's pretty chill, you know? Yeah, you sound like... Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it. It might take a bit, but you'll get it. You know who you sound like right now? That crooked visa lawyer, dog. <laughs> I ain't holding my breath. Just need a bit more time, yo. I just need a bit more time. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, my dude. Yeah, thanks for having me for sure. Uh, keep doing your thing, guys. Shit's popping off on the bunt. Shit's shrill. They only speak the truth here on the bunt. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> It's that time, y'all. The post office brought to you by our good friends at Time Bomb. And this week, we talking Stance socks, baby. Stance just dropped their Skate Legends collection with designs from skate artist Todd Francis. Todd Francis is an American artist born and raised in Los Angeles. For the last two decades, he has created memorable and iconic skateboard graphics for the most recognizable companies in the world, including Antihero. His work combines often bleak humor, environmental and political themes, using a variety of media to convey his message. And with Stance, he has released two socks, the cash foot and pigeon toes. You know Stance holds it down with that amazing quality. The Skate Legends collection features athletically ribbed socks, Terry Loop in the forefoot, heel and toe for medium cushion, arch support, reinforced heel and toe, and seamless toe closures. Stance socks. The only way. Head down to your local skate shop now and grab a pair of the Skate Legends collection. You've got mail. First up, we got an email from Derek Knox. What's up, Ghost and Dono? Podcast is too sick. Keep it up, eh? <laughs> Just curious to hear about your personal preferences when it comes to board shapes and why. I've been loving these square-ass hockey decks lately, even though I used to think they look so shitty to skate. Much love from Providence, Rhode Island. Stay. Peace. Yeah, I've never had a hockey deck. I'm uh, lucky enough to get polar boards from Grand Trading. Big shouts out to Scott Varney. Those boards are the illest, man. Y'all need to try some of those. Yo, you know your boy's a free agent these days. People, please send me something. <laughs> and I, uh, last couple boards I skated, Passport Skateboards, you know what I'm saying, from Down Under. Them boards is fly still. Shouts to Grand Trading. Uh, but I'm, I'm dipping and dabbing, and as y'all heard, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to go pro for primitive. Maybe y'all have a ghost board on your wall soon times. All right, next up, we got an email from FCTV06. Favorite past Transroll video and y'all's dream modern day Transroll video lineup. Keep up the good work, yo. Yo, thanks, homie. Sight unseen, man. Or modus. I couldn't pick. Either or. I'm more of a in bloom shit or free your mind man that one was sick i think that the two that i watched the most though are probably in bloom and subtleties i think Ooh. but definitely a fan oh anthology as well oh fuck i don't know that's that's more than one but <laughs> they're all good so pick one if we had to watch one i would take sight unseen i would take in bloom uh, dream lineup. First off, we'll start it off with uh, a Jolty Hallberg, Bobby Warris split part. Then we're going to head into a Cyrus Bennett part. Then we're going to follow it up with a little Nick Stain ting. Then we got the man from Paris, Vincent Tuzeri, Lucas Puig, baby. 
That's a hell of a video right there. Euro vibes, little NYC ting. Damn, I ain't even heard of half those dudes. <laughs> As y'all can tell, Dono's the trendy one of the two of us. I'm sure those are some obscure rippers. You know the guys at the start and the guys at the end. Yeah, I'm sure that would be a dope video, but I... <laughs> but yeah, here's my vid. You smell me? <laughs> Yo, I'm all about my Canadian brothers, and I'm all about the brothers. So I'm gonna go. Will Marshall, open it up. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know who Will Marshall is, man, you're sleeping. One of the best in the world. Doesn't get the shine he deserves. Will Marsh, opener. Then we gonna back him up with the next Canadian brother. My boy, Antoine Aslan, coming through on some high-speed Nolly Hill front crooks fakies. <laughs> you diggy? Then we gonna throw in a legend, a brother, Bastion Celebanzi. Uh, sorry, Bastien Sarabonzi, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's get <laughs> Damn, it. Damn, that was nice. A little cab flip front board action. Uh, then we'll take it back to Canada, and we're going to get 2017 Wade D, a.k.a. Urban these days, you know what I'm saying? That nigga be skating downtown Toronto at night, getting them artsy fucking butter video clips. Uh, <laughs> get, get some NBDs for the people. It'll be blessed. And then, you know what I'm saying? We have to end it with a shot where... The best skater on planet Earth. That's my five right there, yo. Big things I go on. They'd both be pretty good videos. And Bobby would be in there, but he's already in the next one, so can't wait to see that. All right, next up, we got a voice memo from someone who's always sending in mail to the show. Money Ju, Ludovic Lolinga. Let's get it. Got the giddy people. Giddy people right around. Yeah, you it's the fucking Jouche. Yeah, that's what I'm slapping Donald and say. <laughs> they call me number one she these days, eh? <laughs> Yo, on to my question. Just to switch it up a little bit. Y'all talk sports, we get you. Y'all talk skate, we get you. Let's switch it up right quick. Yo, Donald, say, favorite porn star, stay. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's an interesting question, Lude. You know, you veered off topic from our show. But, you know, everybody's got love for porn, so... We definitely got some girls up our sleeves. Excuse me, I've never watched porn a day in my life. So you're the last person. I'm waiting till marriage. Still. He's got it on in the background right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so hard to pick one. Fuck. So I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna go. I mean, me and Safe uh, have love for one, but it's his girl, so I'm gonna I'm gonna save that one for him. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Rachel Starr. And Classic. Madison Ivy. Okay, okay. And now I'm gonna let Seifa explain his deep connection. Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, you know what I'm saying? She's retired now, so she's not my current favorite, but Velicity Vaughn, classic <laughs> thing. Sick name. Yeah, super blessed. And uh, <laughs> these days, you know what I'm saying? My girl, South Beach, Jada Stevens holding it down, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and Anyways. I think uh, you know one of uh, Lude's favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lude's trying to get us on blast, but. Everybody go search this name up. Yeah. If Lude was answering this question, it'd be a little something by the name of Samantha 38G. <laughs> BBW Superstar Stell. <laughs> sick last name. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got an email from Uriel Leslie the Third. What's shaking, fellas? I fucks with the podcast heavy. I'm a weekly listener from down here in Cali, the inland empire to be exact. And I have a couple questions in regard to some Canadian rippers that kind of disappeared from the scene down here a while back. Grant Patterson and that kid that wrote for Flip back in the day, Andrew Gordon. 
Are these guys still shredding? And can we expect either of them on the show anytime soon? I'm already knowing Grant Patterson's got some dope stories from the bootleg days and some secrets on where he gets all that damn pop from. Keep on keeping on with the show. You guys are killing it. Much respect. Yo, thanks, Deggy. Firstly, Grant Patterson was on the show in season one, but we got super turned and uh, the interview got a little hectic and then we ended up taking it down. We would love to either put it back up if Grant gives us permission one day because it was hilarious or record a new one a little more sober. (laughs) Grant's still up here shredding, living life in Hamilton, comes down to the city. I'm actually hoping to see him on Wednesday when this comes out and maybe I'll uh, talk him into coming back on. And then, uh, so yeah, Grant's doing amazing. Still got that pop, still got that classic style. Still got them nolly flips, you diggy. Those ain't going nowhere. As far as Andrew Gordon goes, I mean, Andrew Gordon was one of the best, man. One of our good friends growing up. Spent a lot of time skating in the streets with him. Safe offered him $200 one time to switch all the biggest gap. And the man, heart of a heart of a warrior, went for it with all his, all his will, man. We hope he's doing well. We don't keep in, t- in contact with him as much anymore. I think uh, Andrew Gordon's battling some mental health issues, so we wish him nothing but the best, and we- we'd love to go see him. Yeah, much love to Gordon. We miss him, and uh, everyone who knows him is definitely wishing him the best, and we hope he's well always. Great guy. Next up, we got another audio note from one of the good homies, great friend of ours, Cody Brown. Let's hear it. What up, Bunters? Cody here. Just want to know what your worst and or best skate day session was. Because I know Safer talked about my worst and maybe his worst day when Safer cried over his backside flip. But I guess he forgot about all the other fucked up things that happened on that mission we went on. But I'll let him explain if he wants. Yeah, let me know. Peace. Goddamn, Codes, you're heartless. <laughs> Making fun of me for crying over that backside flip. Yo, that was an emotional roller coaster. But yes, I didn't finish the story. After that, we went to this indoor eight stair and uh, we barged it. And then this crazy ass security guard um, chased us out. And then we all hop in Cody's car, which was parked across the street. And the security guard lost his shit, was yelling at us, yelling at us. We hop in, we're about to bounce and he runs up to the car and punches Cody's driver's seat window like and explodes the glass, smashed it all over Cody. Uh, it was actually the most scary fucked up thing ever and we're like oh we're gonna like tell your bosses you're gonna lose your job and shit but we just ended up peeling out because I guess we were in the wrong too but that dude hopefully he's gone to anger management since because I've never seen someone get so mad over kicking kids out of a skate spot so that was Cody's worst day (laughs) (laughs) we we ain't got time to talk about our best sessions nobody wants to hear about about our best session. Well, there was so. that one time I no, made it pop. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Listen, <laughs> yeah, I was popping all over the place. But no. Listen, we hitting y'all with the worst. worst you want to go first? Uh, sure. The first one that jumped to my to mind because I've had so many terrible days where, you know what I'm saying, I'm out for like a year at a time. But the one that really jumps out was uh, skating what we call the racist tubba in Montreal because it took me and the good homie, Nate Oliver, it dusted both of us the same su- the same summer. Uh, my other mixed skin brother. Um, I tried to kick front five zero this hubba, the racist hubba, and I uh, I bailed and like accidentally landed back on my board, 
and like twisted my ankle so badly that the skin popped open. Oh. I thought the bone came out, but I just literally rolled it so hard that the skin popped. Oh. Mitch took me to the hospital. Don't picture that. Yeah, it was actually brutal. It was like the most, I was in so much pain in the waiting room that I was laughing. Like I was crying and laughing at the same time. And like they, I was bleeding all over the floor through my shoe and they like wouldn't give me, they wouldn't even like do anything for me. I was in there for like four or five hours before they looked at me. But then I had the hottest nurse of all time. I still want to find her and, <laughs> and marry her. But yeah, that was brutal. Got stitched up, had surgery. Boom, 16 months off the board. Jesus Christ, I was maybe thinking about going with an injury story, but I think I got to lighten the mood a little bit here. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, I'm going to tell you all a story that involves me and the ghost. You know, we have spent a lot of time together, a lot of memories. We got to take it back to Shred Central. Seek skateboards. Yeah, that's right. Seek skateboards, if any of y'all remember what that is. Through one of the best demos I've probably ever seen at Shred Central. Mikey Taylor was there. Had on these the fresh Mikey Taylor DVS kicks. Me and Safe got some grade A seats up on the mini ramp. You know, demo's coming to a bit of an end here. Mikey Taylor takes his shoes off. He's starting to cool down. Everyone's got their eyes on the shoe. You know, back then, us kids skating in the streets, we needed all the product we could get. So we both got our eyes on these Mikey Taylor shoes. And lo and behold, he walks away and leaves them up for grabs. Everyone's about to make a mad dash for it. You know, I got the best seat in the house. Think I got my fingertips on them. Lo and behold, one of my best friends pushed me off the damn mini ramp, grabs the shoes for himself, and the rest <laughs> is history. The rest is history. Watch the haul video. I got like five clips in them things. Funny thing is, didn't they? Weren't they a little too small for you? Yeah, they didn't fit. <laughs> but, hey, back so there then, was a man. little bit of a silver lining. So they want they definitely wouldn't have fit me. They didn't fit him, and he had to, he, he had to deal with some toe pain to look fresh at least. <laughs> Yo, that day was epic. Rob Deerdick, goddamn, he put on a demo, three flip lip, shoved nose grind the rail. Was chaos there as well? Switch tail two seventy first tee. Yeah, Josh Kalis was there, switch flip back lip across the rail. That was an insane demo. Good memories for me, not so much for you. All right, moving on. We got an email from Hugo Papillon. Yeah, the big homie in Montreal still. What's up, the bunt? Big fan from Montreal here. Congrats on the show. Hope all these corpo endorsements don't lower your gunshots <laughs> firing rate. Nah, don't worry. We keep it real. Uh, first of all, I'm sorry for you guys about the constant disappointment that is the Leafs. Bright side is you're in line for a possible shot at the playoffs this year. Looking forward to an eventual confronta confrontation between your team and our Habs. I'm always ready for an easy sweep to get the team warmed up. <laughs> My special request would be that you guys rapid fire each other. Make sure to keep them shots firing to let the future guests know how the hosts and audience want it done. Keep up the good work. Hey, thanks, Papillon. Yeah, thanks, man. And uh, Talking shit about my Leafs. And yeah, I grew up in Montreal, so y'all know I'm a Habs fan at heart. I don't really you fuck with these Leafs. You just made that up, didn't you? What? Are no you kidding Habs me? Fan. The only time I ever cared about hockey, when I lived in Toronto, I liked the Devils. And when I lived in Montreal, I used to have Habs hockey cards and shit. Yeah, I'm a real OG since day one fan. You feel me? Here we go. It's a real bandwagoner. All right. So as usual... We're going to pick two questions each. Safer tried to get me in a little bit of trouble last week. You know, shit don't phase me. <laughs> so I'm going to fire right back at him. We're going to pop it off with worst company for Safer. I'm going to go with Mystery Skateboards. 
never a fan of dip boards they used to be all right back in the day but even then all the black and white i'm trying to see some color on those clips fuck dip boards and now they're on their second life can't really get behind that you smell me <laughs> and sticking with the theme of worst we're gonna go with worst trend i'm sick and tired of these goddamn back 180s off curb to end every goddamn clip also big spins off curbs that's what i was gonna say Ugh, it's too much everything that was once slightly rare and obscure is just so overdone these days front 50 back 180s landing anything and you just do a quick back 180 like no pop off the curb enough's enough these days eh what happened to fucking gold, good old front side flip off the curb or something god damn it bunch of trendy assholes out there <laughs> there we go all right donald you go on shots oh fuck yeah we going worst style this ain't even don't even take me too long for this one man sorry i love the guy but the Otis beasley man <laughs> you, you don't do it for me dog too many ticks and all the tricks are too similar and shit i feel you i feel you never uh, been a fan of double flips either any of those only one i ever liked rob welsh bro double true. backside flip but it is important and you did say you, you got love for theotis i do yeah yeah seems like a wonderful human uh i'd actually love to interview him if only if he was gonna be real though and not give us the fake like yeah he would positive vibes all right not to say they're fake positive vibes but i just mean sometimes in overview, interviews they get over it's overly nice you know what i'm saying yeah no and it's fair enough people making good money off skateboarding ain't trying to burn bridges just to make us laugh you feel me worst trend i'm trendy man i like them all dog <laughs> uh this is one that i've never got behind shit maybe thought about it but never did it bleaching your hair just never never fucked with it gunshots baby dying the dying the hair ain't i i got mad homies who've done it though looks good on you it ain't for me you know it's funny like four or five years ago i watched uh demolition man and wesley snipes had the steeziest hair as uh i forget his name's like simon phoenix look him up pure g and i was gonna fucking bleach my hair blonde cut it short <laughs> and then like the same week that i was thinking about it like seven people rolled up the dunbat bleached hair i was like god damn it yeah miss my window what a look good on you though man yeah maybe in like five more years when it's uh not in anymore all right with those gunshots we just deaded the post office for this week <laughs> that's a wrap baby keep sending them emails and you know we love them voice notes too <laughs> yeah <laughs> you are for the people <laughs> you gotta be for the people Well, look what time it is. We're not even going to call this one the rundown. This is going to be the Tom Brady segment. <laughs> it's all Tom Brady. Sprinkle in a little bit of Hightower, little James White. But, man, we're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time right now. If any of you watched the game, if you were a Pats fan, we got a couple things to say to all these Pats haters out here. You played yourself. It's time for y'all to bow down and kneel to greatness because we talking five Super Bowl rings, the most ever, four Super Bowl MVPs. Dog, Safa, what happened to your Atlanta Falcons, dog? First off, let me just be clear. I picked the Falcons. They ain't my Atlanta Falcons. But uh, yeah, they, they got shook, looked like Matt Ryan and them boys. Once that momentum swung, there was no turning back. They froze up, bunch of fucking dumb penalties. 
And you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. That was an epic game. So I'd like to reintroduce Safer to the world as an official Tom Brady fan. You know, when you come back from 25 points down the Super Bowl, I think everybody out there is a fan these days. What can I say? It's a tale of two halves. ATL came out firing on all cylinders. Man, I was sitting in a room with only one other Patriot fan. I was down in the dumps. Y'all saw Tom Brady with his head down at halftime. I pretty much thought this shit was over. But once again, the wizard Bill Belichick, he cooked something up. Atlanta came out at halftime. You know, they put up another touchdown on the board. But from there on, it was nothing but Patriots. And there's one guy, one guy in particular we really got to holler at right now. And that's a man by the name of Hightower with the huge sack fumble. My God, I'm gonna have to cut this back to the last Super Bowl. Some people might not even remember this, but he was the one when the Seattle Seahawks were driving in the fourth. He made the tackle on Marshawn Lynch on the one yard line. Not a lot of people remember that. You know how they threw the ball from the one yard line? He made the tackle to save the game from the one yard line. So Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, you're a little bit to Hightower, man. And he did it again. From the time that the score was 28 to three, get this stat. The Atlanta Falcons ran the ball only five more times in the whole second half. How you, you're trying to kill the clock. What kind of clock management is that, man? You're giving Tom Brady too much time. Too much time to come back. And in the true Patriot fashion, it was an unknown guy by the name of James White. Breaks a Super Bowl record. 14 receptions, two receiving touchdowns, one rushing in overtime. Man, I was about to come on here and say if we lost it. I hate the overtime system, but hey, flip a coin is heads. Patriots win again. Y'all played yourselves. And uh, one more person I'd like to thank out there. It's two of our very good friends, you know, to wrap up this great NFL season that saw Tom Brady bring home his fifth. Our good friends, Simon Disher and Natalie. Natalie Disher, actually. They threw Tom Brady the greatest party of all time. I can't thank you guys enough. Simon, I knew you were a Tom Brady fan. You did it, man. This one's for you. <laughs> uh, you good? We can we can we move on? Like let me let me just say, yeah, my first season as an NFL fan was epic. Fantasy was off the charts. Titans are finna pop next year. The playoffs were a snooze until the Super Bowl, so that's way more fun, I guess, than uh, than exciting rounds leading up to the Super Bowl and then a boring ass ending like last year's. So yeah, props to the NFL. Stoked for next season. Let's get it. And for now, let's move on to the hardwood. And I'd also like to welcome Dono to the club of having uh, five rings. You know what I'm saying? When your main man's got five rings, Kobe, Brady, you can walk these mean streets of Toronto with your head up high. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, big shouts to Kobe. Tweet of the night. Five Super Bowl rings cannot be deflated. Shouts out to Roger Goodell. Let's kick this back to the Patriots for one more sec. Nah, I'm just playing. We hitting the hard court. I got love for the NBA, man. We are officially one week away from the NBA trade deadline. Couple big time names out there. I'm going to fire them off. You tell me. Not uh, where you think they uh, are going to end up, but uh, your, your preferred choice for each. Uh, Number one, someone who's been uh, a hell of a letdown this season for sure. Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight, my sixth man of the year choice. <laughs> Pure trash. Uh, he definitely needs a trade because he's a lot better than, you know, playing 10 minutes a game, which he has been lately. I wouldn't mind seeing him going to the 76ers for the rest of the year if Ben Simmons isn't coming back. Run with the youths. 
I like it. Actually get some minutes. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next guy up is uh, a big man who can uh, definitely step out and shoot the tray, Sergi Baca. I don't know if it's possible, but if the Raptors could somehow get their hands on him, we definitely need some rim protection. We got some scrubs, you know what I'm saying, fighting for minutes. With the Nagueras and the JVs, pure trash. Yeah, a solid big man, a Paul Millsap or a Serge Ibaka type. Ooh, could change the Eastern Conference landscape. The Raptors are sucking lately. Next up, don't know if this guy's going to get moved. He's got a hell of a contract. Carmelo Anthony. Well, he's got a no-trade clause, so he's only going where he wants to go. I'd be down to see him go to the Clippers just to inject some life in them. But I'd also like him, I don't know, if he could play for the Wizards somehow. The Clippers are the best destination for him at this point. If he's trying to get a title, I think he would fuck up the chemistry on the Cavs. I think uh, on the Clippers, they'd have a, a, a much better shot and they definitely need some healthy bodies. I think he would ruin the Celtics chemistry. But right now he's getting straight disrespected by Phil Jackson, man. It's a, it's a crying shame. All right. So week away from the trade deadline, we're going to have to check back in and uh, see if we were anywhere close with those predictions. Moving on, we're talking about a guy on a 10-day contract. It's the rise of Yogi Ferrell. Is this man going to stick or what? What do you mean is he going to stick? The man, 10-day contract, put up stupid numbers. In his uh, last game, he put up 33, including nine threes. And your boy, shortly thereafter, signed a two-year deal with the Mavs. Your boy's sticking in the NBA. Major shouts. We love those uh, those fairy tale endings, man. Good luck to you. Hope uh, your NBA future is bright. Uh, moving on to a guy who I think is uh, definitely coming to his own this year. And uh, is it finally John Wall's time in the Eastern Conference? I don't know what you mean by John Wall's time. He's been to the second round twice. If he didn't get hurt a couple years ago against the Hawks, they were up in that series. They would have moved on to face the Cavs in the conference finals. So I don't know. John Wall's been up and down. Been a bunch of injuries over there to him and Bradley Beal over the years. So it's kind of like they fell off the map big time last year. But two years in a row before that, they made it to the second round. Very respectable. He had double knee surgery this past offseason, so they had a terrible start, and they've turned it right around. He's playing with a huge chip on his shoulder. Bradley Beal has surprisingly been in the lineup almost all year. They're finally starting to click. Markeith Morris is on a tear the last month and a bit. Otto Porter's putting up the second-best true shooting percentage in the entire league at 64, only behind Kevin Durant. Uh, they're a scary team, and I think they're number three in the East right now. So look out for the Wiz. They coming. All right. It's been a year. This is uh, We're moving on from basketball. We're going multi-sport here. I just want to pick your brain. The year of epic meltdowns. We're talking the Warriors blowing a 3-1 lead. The Cleveland Indians blowing a 3-1 lead. And that duster, Matt Ryan, blowing a 25-point lead. What was your vote for biggest meltdown? I'm going to go with the Falcons because it was all it all happened in one game but that pretty much was the equivalent of blowing a 3-1 lead and i'm going with the falcons i didn't watch the baseball thing so i don't really can't speak on that but the draymond green suspension is why i give them i don't give them as much blame but yeah the falcons all they had to do was run the ball a little more Take and that uh, field goal get one goddamn field goal and they they would have had it so cred to uh, the patriots and I'm going with the Warriors. You know, I give them credit for that, uh, the Draymond Green thing, and maybe it would have been done in five. Who knows? We'll never know. But 
You have the greatest record of all time in the NBA, 73-9. and nine. You're up 3-1 in the finals. You got to take that home. Agree to disagree. And on that note, we're going to wrap up episode... Eight, baby. Grade eight. Is it eight? Yeah. It's fucking... This is a rap episode eight, yo. Shouts to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and all the other Patriots. Shouts to Afro Kobe number eight, baby. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>